On today's episode, we'll discuss the first Dallas Stars trade of the offseason and talk about another potential move that the team could make here over the next few weeks. Could the Dallas Stars be interested in signing Eric Carlson? We'll discuss all of this on a Monday episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Monday, June 19th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And of course, find and follow us on social media as well. Uh, at Dane double underscore Lewis is my personal Twitter account, and you can search for the show's accounts as well. Just type in Locked On Stars on Instagram or Twitter. But we have plenty to discuss today, of course, uh, some speculation about whether or not the Dallas Stars could be interested in the services of San Jose Sharks defenseman Eric Carlson. But before we dive into that, some news that we have to cover in terms of Stars roster personnel conveniently. Uh, shortly after I recorded on Thursday for Friday's episode, the Dallas Stars made a couple of announcements uh, concerning some players on their roster. The first of those being forward Frederick Olofsson, or Freddie as he became known among Stars fans, has been traded to the Colorado Avalanche for everyone's favorite uh, trade acquisition, future considerations. So uh, a move that feels a little underwhelming for the Dallas Stars right now, because uh, we don't necessarily know what we will be receiving uh, in exchange for the services of Freddie Olofsson, who made his debut in the National Hockey League this past season back on December 27th at Nashville with the Dallas Stars. He would go on to score just one goal and three assists, four points in 28 games played with the Stars, including uh, a game-winning goal on New Year's Eve against the San Jose Sharks, one of the more thrilling and exciting games for the Stars all season long, and Freddie Olofsson playing a huge role in that contest, of course, uh, with his goal mainly, but I believe he had an assist or two as well. Maybe his best game while wearing victory green for the Dallas Stars, but he is now going to be a member of the Avalanche who are going to be looking to get a little bit more competitive this next season and hopefully add some depth. Uh, really, the Avalanche's biggest flaw this season was injury, uh, which they can only control to, you know, some extent they can't really control that their captain Gabriel Landeskog wasn't able to come back. Kale McCarr missed some extended time and they really just were lacking some depth at times. And especially in the postseason, came back to bite them a little bit. So they're looking to add a guy like Freddie Olofsson, who will probably be no more than a fourth line player, just kind of like he was here in Dallas. But I don't say that uh, in an offensive way or in an attacking way of Freddie, because I think that he was a very good player given the circumstances that he was having to play in and given the role that he was assigned for the Dallas Stars. I think he could be easily overlooked when you look at the personnel that the Stars had. He was such an absolute grinder. He played hard every single shift because this is a guy who was in his mid-20s 
who was just finally making his NHL debut. And I think he realized that he was going to have to earn his spot continually on the team. And I think he did that to a great degree for the majority of the season. And honestly, I think his play has warranted uh, him to be a full-time NHL player, regardless of who he's playing for. So I imagine that Colorado sees that in him. And I hope for Freddie's sake that he gets that opportunity to be a full-time NHLer in the Avalanche organization. He doesn't necessarily score a ton of goals or rack up a ton of points, but he plays with such ferocity, plays with such heart and energy, and really was kind of a spark plug at times for the Stars organization and for the guys out there on the ice. Uh, I really do think that he's earned his way to be a full-time NHL player. He absolutely proved that he can hang in the NHL and go up against the competition on a night-to-night basis, and I can see him being a fit for the Avalanche similar to former Dallas star Andrew Cogliano, who kind of filled that similar role of being a bottom six player, but played with tons of energy and passion. And the fan base really fell in love with a player like Cogs. And I think that it could be a similar fate for Freddie Olofsson in Colorado. It's just a shame that it's a divisional opponent uh, and the stars could find themselves on the receiving end of that energy that Olofsson brings to the table. But that with the departure of one player, that was part of the news. The other half of the news was a re-signed player. The Dallas Stars announced that they had re-signed goaltender Matt Murray to a one-year, two-way contract. He's 25 years old, uh, mainly a member of the AHL Texas Stars this past season, but did make his NHL debut and play three games with the Dallas Stars this past year as well, including a win in his debut against the Chicago Blackhawks in relief of Jake Ottinger while Scott Wedgwood was battling some injuries down the stretch late in the season. Uh, I think that Murray, while he did show some potential, he showed some flashes of talent. It was clear that he wasn't necessarily ready to make the jump to the NHL just yet, but desperate times called for desperate measures, and Jake Ottinger wasn't necessarily getting adequate rest anyway, uh, but the Stars had to find a way to get him rest at some point, even with Scott Wedgwood battling some injuries, so he had to come up. I think, again, that he did well given the circumstances. And, and, you know, it was a lot of times short notice that he was going to have to come up and play in the NHL. And a lot of starts, the majority of them, I know, I think one was in Vancouver as well. They might have all been on the road, uh, playing on the road, even though they might have been against, you know, lottery teams or basement teams, whatever you want to call it. They're still NHL players and they're going to be much better and much more difficult to stop uh, than what you're seeing in the AHL on most nights but I think that the experience in the long run was good for Matt Murray he had a pretty good stint in the AHL during the regular season and the playoffs was a huge reason for the Texas Stars success in getting into the Calder Cup tournament and and competing in the postseason I think the ideal scenario for Matt Murray this year with his new one-year two-way contract is to get another full season of work in the American Hockey League while Jake Ottinger and Scott Wedgwood are hopefully able to stay healthy and hold things down in the NHL. And hopefully, again, you know, if, heaven forbid, someone gets hurt at the NHL level, you do know that Murray isn't completely fresh uh, and won't be, you know, a a complete newbie going into an NHL game. He has that experience. uh, And hopefully with work over the summer and whatever work he's able to get in preseason, and, you know, best case scenario, again, he doesn't get called up to the NHL, but we know, Uh, that he certainly is serviceable and can go out there. But I think the best-case scenario is he gets that one more year in the AHL playing in the minor leagues with the Texas Stars while Jake and Scott hold things down in the NHL because Scott Wedgwood uh, is going into the final year of his deal. He signed an extension with the Stars last season, a couple years for a million dollars a season. He's going into the final year of that contract 
And so I'm curious to see maybe once that expires, if the stars are going to look to move on from Scott Wedgwood, who is, you know, a little bit later on in his career in his thirties, but depending on how he plays, maybe the stars would look to keep Scott Wedgwood a little bit longer. Or if Matt Murray shows that he's ready, you then have Jake Gottinger still at the number one, but then you have a different goalie in Matt Murray who can come up and play that backup role in his mid to late twenties. And, you know, you have a little bit more of, of a fresh player who isn't as worn down, uh, not as much wear and tear. Uh, of course, that's going to be a discussion for a different day. I'm very much excited to see what Jake and Scott Wedgwood can do in the NHL this season, but also excited knowing that the stars see potential in Matt Murray and that they've looked to extend him. Uh, and it seems like they have plans for him to be a part of this organization for the next few seasons. But uh, the stars seem to always have good, adequate, if not above adequate goaltending most times. So Matt Murray, excited to have him back and excited to see what the future holds for him as he looks to hopefully have one more good year in the AHL before maybe making the jump to being a full-time NHL goalie, maybe in the backup role for Jake Ottinger this time next year. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about some trade speculation. It is that time of year as teams look to improve themselves and get ready to run at the Stanley Cup for the 23-24 campaign. And one of the hottest names on the trade market right now is defenseman Eric Carlson. Could the Dallas Stars be interested in acquiring a player with Carlson's skill set? We'll talk about that coming up next. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit, and it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right, so the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure that every part fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen every single day for all the everydayers out there making our show a part of your daily routine. Thank you for tuning in, especially here in the offseason where there's still plenty uh, to discuss in the world of Dallas Stars hockey. Just because players aren't out there on the ice doesn't mean that there's not drama uh, or things to, to discuss, especially in the world of the trade market, as we're probably going to start seeing some more trades here over the next few weeks now that the NHL season has officially reached a conclusion and teams are going to start preparing for the next campaign in search of winning the Stanley Cup at the end of June. And one of the spiciest names out there on the trade market right now, amongst plenty of other likely trades that we're going to see this offseason, is defenseman Eric Carlson, who is likely going to be the winner of the Norris Trophy from this past season, for his efforts with the Sharks, 25 goals, 76 assists, 101 points for defensemen in 82 games played, which was just such an anomaly to see. No one was expecting this type of season from Eric Carlson, not because Carlson hasn't shown to be a good player in the past, 
but because he had seemed to be a little bit on the decline and was a member of the San Jose Sharks, who we all know are currently in the early stages of a rebuild. And so it was weird to not just see Eric Carlson perform the way that he had, but to see him do it on a team that was out of the playoff discussion by Thanksgiving. But the Sharks know that they have Carlson as a valuable asset, not just on the ice, but I think now they recognize that his value is means more to them off the ice and that they could get a pretty nice return after this season that Carlson just had. Even though he's 33 years old, his stock has increased exponentially. And if the Sharks wait past this season, that stock could plummet and they could either be stuck holding on to Carlson for the next four years until his contract expires, or they might not be able to get as much in exchange for Carlson's services, uh, whether that be draft picks, prospects, or NHL players. So you would imagine uh, that the Sharks would look to sell right now while the value for Eric Carlson is probably the highest that it will be at at the remainder of his current contract, which is going to be the trickiest part of getting him moved. The contract clocks in at $11.5 million, and it won't come to an end until the summer of 2027. There's also a no-move clause on the contract, so Eric Carlson would need to approve the team or city that he would be traded to. This isn't just the Sharks looking to make a deal with anybody. This would have to be a trade with the team that Eric Carlson would be interested in going to. And you have to imagine at age 33, and given the talent that he's been able to play with, you would believe and probably be right that he wants to go to a contending club. And so even during the trade deadline during the season, there were plenty of rumors that he could potentially be on the move to a team like Edmonton. Uh, never really Dallas was in discussion, but a lot of teams out east seemed to be in contention for the services of Eric Carlson in their efforts to bolster their roster in order to make a run at the Stanley Cup. But there was never a move, probably because of that massive contract coming in at $11.5 million with no end until 2027. And so the Dallas Stars are a team that if you look in the right places, uh, there's some some cases to be made for them potentially looking to trade for the services of Eric Carlson. And it makes sense because the Stars, probably their biggest need and their biggest area of concern this offseason is on the blue line. They want to look to add some better defensemen to the roster in order to have that more complete lineup on a night-to-night basis. And Carlson would come in and easily provide an instant boost from the blue line from an offensive standpoint. And he could also, in theory, mesh very well with the Stars' premier defenseman, Miro Haskinen, who primarily shoots from the left side, and Eric Carlson shoots from the right side. So that could be a match made in heaven. You could have two threatening defensemen who, granted, they play different styles of hockey at at their current junctures of their career, but it could be a nice mixture of having Miro Haskinen finally being able to play consistently in the position that he needs to be in, and then a guy like Eric Carlson who seemingly is comfortable playing just about wherever Uh, he was not playing with the best talent in the world this past season in San Jose, yet he was still able to have one insane season, especially again, from an offensive standpoint with those 101 points in 82 games played just for a reference, Jason Robertson finished with 109 points as a forward Carlson, again, clocking in as a defenseman, Uh, just unreal offensive production from Eric Carlson and certainly could provide a boost to the Stars' blue line, which can be lacking offense at times. Haskinen did take some steps in that direction this season, um, and you would hope that you could see a little bit of that from Thomas Harley, Niels Lundqvist, but from some of the other defensemen, you're not getting as much of that offensive production as you'd like to see, and Carlson could also slot in very nicely 
on the Stars' offensive special teams. Imagine a, a scenario on the power play where you have Miro Haskinen leading that top group, and then if they don't score somehow, then you get that second group being headlined by Eric Carlson running that second power play unit. That would be a dynamic one-two punch. That would be so much fun to watch and see the chemistry bond between those two. Uh, Miro Haskinen, currently one of the best defensemen in the NHL, and I guess you could say that for Carlson as well. He's always been respected and highly regarded as one of the better D-men in the league, and I think it would make for an interesting duo uh, and certainly something that I know that you know Pete DeVore probably has thought about and even to some extent Jim Nill in the front office. Uh, there's been some history with the Stars and Eric Carlson in the past, back when Ottawa was looking to move on from Carlson before he eventually got sent to San Jose. There were rumblings that the Stars were interested in Eric Carlson, but the deal ended up falling through because the Sharks were interested in Miro Haskinen, and rightfully so, the Stars were not interested in moving on from Haskinen in exchange for Carlson, so the deal never happened. So clearly, there's been interest in the past between the Stars and Carlson, and again, if Carlson's looking to move to a contender, I think Dallas certainly would fit the billing coming off an appearance in the Western Conference Final and looking to run it back this upcoming season with a very similar roster with a lot of the key players that made this past season so successful. So there's definitely a case to be made why Carlson coming to Dallas would make sense and why it would work both for him and the Stars organization as a whole. But there's also quite a few red flags and some reasons why the Stars probably shouldn't pursue a player like Eric Carlson. And I'm going to discuss some of those reasons here with you coming up next. Closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day as we continue to talk about the idea of defenseman Eric Carlson heading to Dallas this summer via trade. And we just spent a few minutes talking about the, the fun the fun side of this trade of having Carlson and Haskin potentially playing on the same defensive pair, Carlson being the second go-to option on the power play for the stars. If Haskin and his unit aren't able to score, there's a ton of offensive potential with the addition of a player of Carlson's caliber. However, there are several reasons why I think that the Dallas stars will not pursue Eric Carlson this offseason. For starters, and I mean, I'll dive into the contract and the money side of things here in a second, but my concerns go even beyond that. As great as Carlson is on offense, his defensive skills are lacking despite being a defenseman. He didn't play on the penalty kill for the San Jose Sharks this past year, and he is a career minus 103 on the plus minus rating, which isn't the end-all be-all, but there have been some concerns with Eric Carlson's defensive play and with his health over the past few seasons, uh, as you know, he was able to play a full 82 game schedule this past year, but that hasn't always been the case for Carlson over the past handful of seasons. And certainly uh, would be a concern for any team looking to acquire him this off season. So you mix in some potential health issues with the fact that he, and the fact that he doesn't necessarily play the best defense. And I think that that could be a red flag for a team looking to bolster their defensive core like the stars. They do, like I said, have some of those offensive weapons. But really, when you when we talk about needing to improve the, the blue line, it's really more on the defensive side of things. As the Stars found themselves a lot of times, if Haskinen wasn't out there on the ice, you kind of felt like there was a, a, you know, a liability defensively at times, unless it was guys playing 
just really locked down focus, but sometimes guys weren't fully healthy or sometimes the offense was just too overwhelming. And, and Carlson, while he might be able to provide a spark offensively, wouldn't necessarily be what the Dallas Stars are looking for from a defensive standpoint. Granted, he also hasn't been playing with the best defensive teams over the past handful of seasons, especially in San Jose, if they've been deep in this rebuild. Maybe if he's surrounded by some better defensive talent, in terms of his you know, fellow defensemen and from the offensive side of things, maybe he would fare a little bit better defensively uh, and he wouldn't have to bear as much of the weight, which could potentially help. But that's still that minus 103 for a career is a little bit concerning for me uh, when you talk about adding a player like Carlson to the lineup. And, and also, and I touched on it a second ago, and it really goes without saying for any team looking to sign Eric Carlson or rather acquire him via trade, that contract would be an absolute nightmare to work with as the cap hit is again 11.5 million dollars from now until the end of the 26-27 season even if the San Jose Sharks were willing to retain some of the salary let's say 30% of retention for Eric Carlson's salary that would still only bring it down to around 8 million dollars which the Stars still wouldn't be able to accommodate right now with around 7.4 million dollars in cap space it would be incredibly difficult and you'd have to ask the Sharks to potentially retain even more, which they might not be willing to do. But again, it would depend on, you know, who you who or what you would be sending in return. And the Dallas Stars don't necessarily have the best options in terms of a return right now. No first or third round draft pick in this year's draft. You know, how much do they value that second round pick? Is that something they'd be willing to part ways with? And which prospects would they be willing to part ways with? Because you know that's what the San Jose Sharks would be mostly interested in is draft picks and prospects but the stars do have a nice handful of prospects on their team guys like Stan Coven and Bork who we are hoping will make their NHL debuts this season uh, where you could potentially see them make an impact at the NHL level you would not want the stars to move on from those players but then it's really a matter of who else could you trade and who would the Sharks be interested in and you'd probably also have to make some other moves on the NHL roster of course we've talked about on this podcast already the idea of buying out Ryan Suter the buyout period opened up a few days ago on June 16th and last until June 30th. So if the stars are going to buy out Ryan Suter, that needs to happen before the end of the month. You potentially would maybe have to either buy out or not buy out, but trade a contract like Colin Miller or Yanni Hockenpah, and then potentially look to offload a different contract of a player like erotic Foxer or someone, you know, a, a forward who, you know, isn't necessarily producing a ton, but still takes on a decent amount of the cap hit with Fox's contract coming in a little over $3 million a season, it would be very, very messy. And the Stars would have to move a lot of pieces and would probably have to settle with the fact that that would be their only move this offseason. So all of that to say, I personally would love to have a player like Carlson on the roster. The talent is there offensively. I think there's plenty of pros for having a player like him, but I don't think the Stars will do it. And ultimately, I think that that's probably the right decision as I think the Stars could afford to add a few different pieces to the roster. They might not be as flashy or, or shiny as a player like Eric Carlson, but I think with the right moves and the right coaching adjustments with Pete DeBoer and his staff, I still think the Stars could form a formidable defensive core that can still produce and still play sound defense. They might not be able to produce offensively to the levels of Eric Carlson, but it's also not a guarantee that Carlson is going to score 100 points in a season ever again it's incredibly difficult to do and even if he is surrounded by a better team his numbers might still lack because he was putting up all those numbers again because he was the go-to guy and he was shouldering a lot of that weight for the team 
in San Jose where he's he might not have to do that uh, if going to play somewhere else. And he's probably going to be a second fiddle depending on where he goes. That would definitely be the case if he came to Dallas. He would definitely not overtake Miro Heiskanen as the number one defenseman. And so he might not be interested in that. He might want to go somewhere where he could be the number one defenseman, perhaps a place like Edmonton, uh, which is another location that he has been rumored to potentially be linked to this offseason if teams are looking to make a trade. But if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comment section down below. Do you think that the Dallas Stars should trade for Eric Carlson? Why or why not? But that's going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. But I hope you guys enjoy your Monday and have a great start to your week. And I hope that you will tune in throughout the rest of the week as we continue our offseason content. Probably got a few more player evaluations coming your way, as well as maybe some other trade rumors, free agent rumors, and a ton of speculation as we get ready for the excitement of the offseason with players on the move and new teams uh, starting to take form and take shape with new additions to their rosters. But I hope you guys enjoy your Monday. Take care of yourselves, and we will see you back here tomorrow.